hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Lisa. And this is Adam. And welcome to Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. And welcome. Welcome. So I've, I'm having some nice bourbon. Okay, I had some nice bourbon. I know I have an empty glass with a little bit of ice in it. but Yes, and I am drinking a Greyhound because it's 9 o'clock somewhere. Yes. Well, I mean, it's almost 9 o'clock here. <laughs> it's just... It's just not nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I think greyhounds are like all day, all day. Yeah, but I think if you're gonna move a beverage from one nine o'clock to another, I think from morning <laughs> evening is more socially acceptable. Maybe it's more like if you're allowed to drink it at nine in the morning, it's fine to drink at nine at night. Yeah, I can't think of any exceptions to that. So anyway, but welcome. So how was your week? Um, my week was okay. <sighs> Um, so, um, (laughs) little behind the curtain, we, uh, last podcasted on a Thursday. Right. And now it's on Monday. So like we had just a little bit of like a little mini, a little half a week. Um, and during that time, kind of like all our plans for the weekend fell through for like the, for, for Friday. No, Thursday too. Thursday and Friday fell through and we were like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. But then because I can't. Uh, and Saturday. Yeah. So, but also because I can't, like, I, this is just not who I am. I'm not this way. My friend was like, hey, do you want to go to a bar, like, and have a drink, like, 8.30 night? I'm like, sure. So I went out with a friend, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Like, drink at a bar, like a, gr- like a grown-up, like a fancy grown-up. I still don't understand how bars work entirely, like... <laughs> That's a f- important part of so my you, college so education that wasn't to, covered at Cedarville University. And you tell them what you want, and you hand them a credit card. Right. And they open a tab. Right. I'm getting this so far. With your, with your name, and then every time you drink, you just tell them who you are. But, and then at the end, you close out. So my problem is like, there's so many Adams. There's at least two other Adams in that bar usually. No, you. I was on the last name. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. right. You just like this is my last name, and then like, oh, are you Adam? Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, they might throw in another initial It'd be really in there. It's weird if it was like, I gave them my last name and they were like, I have a Lisa for that. And I'd be like, she's here? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Who's watching our children? Interesting. Yeah. Yes. So, anyway, so you went drinking. I played video games at home. Right. Everybody did what they needed to do I, to, like, I, it is, I can't under, feel good about their life. I can't tell you how therapeutic video games are for me. <laughs> like, it's a thing. <laughs> That I find immense joy in and relaxation and catharsis. Well, like, it's um, a part of your life that, like, you can control, mm-hmm. right? And you're, like, working towards a goal and you see the accomplishment. Indeed. And Whereas, like, like, a lot of times in your life, you're like, I'm working towards paying off our house. You're like, well, in 50 years when that's done, like, I'll feel real good about it. But right now... Kind of blows. Right. But no, we... Um, yeah, that's true. And it's also like, you know, fantasy escapism, and I get to, like, blow shit up, and that's fun. I like that. Right, everybody likes that. It's fun. Yeah, so there's that. So I stayed home, played that, 
And then Friday... Saturday. Oh, yeah, it was Friday. Saturday, we were supposed to have a double date, but that fell through. So yes, instead, we had a different double date. We just invited another couple out, and we went and... Right, because we're like, we already have a babysitter. Like, what? we're not not going out. Yeah, so we went out and had some... Some pub food and beers mm-hmm. with some friends. Also, our daughter had a birthday party. Yes. And that was fun. At um, one of those, like, painting places. And it was... So you, they walk in and all the little canvases are... They have, um, like, a decal of, like, a unicorn or, like, like a really frilly cupcake, uh, you know, as to start or whatever. Lucy came home with... A dinosaur. A dinosaur. A dromedon. A dromedon. I was like, she named it. Like, yeah. like she spe- she specified what type of dinosaur it was. Yes, this is a dromedon. Right. So she came home with a dromedon. She's like, because there's no rules in art. Like, you can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, she did get the dinosaur stencil. Like, that that mm-hmm. was an option as well. So she, she got that paint by number thing or whatever. Right. And, and did so. And it's cute. Whatever. Uh, and I tried to fix the car. Because, oh, yeah. Because we got the car back. Or, like, try to fix the van. We got the car back from the which, mechanics which on we, Wednesday. Which, yeah, which we mentioned in our last podcast. Well, Those of you whole, who are following our saga. That's a whole thing. But, like, on Thursday, I start smelling, like, a little bit of coolant. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. And on Friday, I smell a lot of coolant. I'm like, that's not okay. And so I got it home, and I, I popped the hood. And I can see where there's a hose that's worked itself loose. And it's kind of sputtering a little bit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, fantastic. No big deal. I'll just tie so, that up. So I tidied that up, tightened that, great, refilled the thing with coolant, and everything's good. Sunday morning I wake up, go to go to church, go to crank the engine, it doesn't turn. Mm-hmm, at all. It's completely dead. In the words of the sages of the time, I turn the engine, but the engine doesn't turn. Right. And, right. Um, I hear you, wallflowers. Yep. And so we pile in the car, we go to church, whatever, I come back. We are having friends over for lunch, which is great, and mm-hmm. they happen to have a really crappy van, too, so they keep one of those jump start They're batteries. They're like, oh, I have a battery backup in oh. my car right now. I was like, cool, can I borrow that real quick? Because that would make my life so much easier. So he's like, yeah, sure. So we went out there, hooked it on, started up, started right up. Great. And just a little leak of fluid. Did you notice that yesterday? Well, and I was—I did notice it yesterday, but I wasn't sure if I just hadn't spilled some. Right. Because it, it hadn't like... moved since I refilled it. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure. I was like, hmm, that's weird. But noted. And then um, this morning I went to take the kids to daycare and I pull out, I start the car and I'm yelling at kids to get buckled and waiting for people to find shoes or whatever. So the car's running I for a while. I don't know how hard... It is to find your shoes. You have been doing understand. it literally every time we leave the house for like eight years now. Also, and yet, can we discuss the mystery of I found one? Where did you find it? Because I'm betting within a ten foot radius, you're gonna find the other one. Right, because you never take off one shoe and then like wander around that like, clip clop, clip clop. No, you like, take it off, off in the same spot. With, like, let's go. Let's revisit uh, the scene of the crime. Anyway, so um, when I was backing out of the driveway, I was like. There's a little bit of, there's a little more coolant than I like to see there. That's new. And then I get to the daycare and I drop the kids off. I start the van up and I'm pulling out of the spot at daycare and I can see a puddle. And I'm like, well, now the puddle is following me. So this is obviously a problem. This is obviously me. So I went back home, called in from work, was like, hey, I got some car problems. I'm going to be, I'm not going to be in today. Found a spot that is real close to our house. Mm Mm-hmm. 
called and said, hey, you taking new, can I get this in? They said, yeah, sure, no problem. So I drove over there with a bike in the back of the van. Right. Well, first of all, you topped it off with cooler. Topped it off with cooler because I had a little bit left over. So I was like, I mean, why not at this point? And then drove it like half a mile to this place, dropped off the van, pulled my bike out of the back and biked myself home. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get home. One of two things going to happen. Like, however however I feel after this bike ride, I'm going to make the decision when I get in the house. Am I going to cathartically play a video game? Mm-hmm. And just it's be just like, like I'm, I'm taking, taking the, day. the whole day off. It's a mental health, like, kind of thing. Or am I going to um, call into work and, like, do some remote stuff and try to be productive? And I get in the house. I open the garage door. Walk in the front door. Or walk in the mudroom door. I flip the light switch on. Mm-hmm. And the lights go out. And I'm like, what just happened? And You're like, so we have no power. We have no power. The power is out for the entire, like, subdivision town. Like, 3,000 people were without power. <laughs> I'm like, what the... F- All right. No power, no internet. <sighs> so no, no therapeutic video games. So I was just like... I mean, like, at that point, I'm just like, I am defeated. Mm-hmm. I am done. I made a whiny Facebook post about it. <laughs> you, t- you were a little bit whiny. I'm sorry. I mean, but you were a little was, whiny. Like, sometimes you just need to get that out there. Right. I'm like, this is just not my day, people. And then... I will have other good days. It's just not today. And then I went and uh, I, like, did some dishes, because you can do dishes without power, so that's cool. Yeah. I, I was, mean, we have windows. It was light enough. I, I just wanted to do, like, something that felt like something. Right. Like, but I did a thing. And then, like, I did that, and then I read some some book, and then the power came back on, and then I, I don't, it was kind of towards the end of the morning at that point, so I had, like, lunch and... Mm-hmm. What'd you have for lunch? I just had the lunch that I packed for myself, oh, like man. just chicken. Cubes you didn't even and... like warm yourself up a hot lunch, nah. some hot lunch. I was, I was just like, eh, I'm just gonna eat this. So I'm, I'm trying to be consistent in my lunches and trying to slim mm. down a little bit. And I felt like if I started cooking myself lunch, if, if you were like, oh, I'm been... gonna heat up Lisa's poutine from the bar. <laughs> yeah, or it would. No, I'm not gonna do that. But um, it would have been like, ooh, I'm gonna have like eight fajitas, and it would have been. I mean, they're small fajitas. They're but, small fajitas, but, but I don't eight need eight. is too many like, for there was, you. There would not have been a catch on that, and I would have emotionally eaten, so I had to kind of dis- rein Aww. myself in. I, that's but, wise of you to know, but, you know, so, whatever. And then, like, in the afternoon, I'm not going to lie, power was on, I watched some Netflix, I laid on What'd the couch. What did you watch on Netflix? Um, What did I watch on Netflix? Something that just evaporated on your eyeballs. Much like the movie we're going to discuss today. I think I... Okay, so part of it is that I think I fell asleep a little bit. (laughs) I started the the Dark Crystal TV show. Oh, man. That's trippy, I'm sure. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. I love puppets. Um, And then I think I fell asleep. And then I woke up and I did something. I don't know. I just kind of tooled around a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I played like one round of Destiny. Like I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to let myself... Because part of it was also that I was like, if I start playing Destiny, I'm not going to stop. So. I mean, it's it's the same problem um, you have, as like our kids have with turn-based games. It can't be event-based. It has to be time. Where you're like, I'm going to play it for 30 minutes, and if I don't get this mission done in 30 minutes, that whatever. That's how much time yeah. I have. Well, and like, in Destiny, famously, um, 
you just have a mission and then another mission and then another mission. Like they'll just keep putting you in the queue for the next thing. Right. And you got to be like, no. And if you're playing the story, it'll just go through. So I am playing through the story again with some of my characters, uh, which is fun. What? Give me a look. I am. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I understand like it logistically. I just don't understand like the motivation of replaying a story as a different character. Um, well, you do, like, there are some branching like paths some... that come around and stuff and things happen, but really what it is, it's, it's, it's the best way of leveling your character up. Mm-hmm. And the story is, is fine. It's engaging. It's cool. Um, just finished Warmind. Cause like, I'm not a rereader. Like, yeah. I don't reread books. I mm-hmm. don't rewatch movies. Like, I engage in something once and I'm like, okay, that's great. Like, I'm never, I'm never going to engage with you again. Like, we're done. So the first, so I'm also playing it through it in kind of different styles. The first time I played it through, I played it through solo. The second time I've been playing it through, I've been playing it through mostly with friends mm-hmm. as like a multiplayer experience, we could, which you can do, like cooperative online. And that was fun. And that's a little harder to pull off. Yeah, because you have to like coordinate your timing. And then like the third one, I'm kind of setting for myself weird goals, like don't die during this mission. Because mm-hmm. like the first time you play through, you're going to get wrecked. Yeah, you die you, all the time. You die a lot. And you're like, oh, it's this one. Okay, I know what to do here. I'm going to try. I want to just make it to Nacris without dying. And I do. And, or and it, it makes you feel It makes you feel good. It gives me a sense of pride and accomplishment. And um, it's fine. But anyway, so that's been my day. Hopefully tomorrow, I think we're both working from home just for yeah, logistical weirdness. Yeah, weird logistical re- When we have one car and, like, several of us have to be places for various things, so. Well, and the other thing is, like, we both have jobs that at, sometimes we can be remote. Mm-hmm. So um, that'll help. And the other part of it is that... Um, we have to pick up a car, possibly, in the right. middle of the day. And so, right, and then you're like, okay, well, I can... Like, it's over on the yeah. other side of the, the city from where we work. Mm-hmm. Well, this will make that easy, so... Right. Fingers crossed. Here's hoping it comes out, and it's like, yeah, it was just one piece. It was like a $70 part and like $60 worth of fluid and $150 worth of labor. That would be amazing. Like, if I can get, under the, if I can get out of this for under $300, i am going to feel... I'm going to feel pretty good about it. Really good about things, so... That'll be good. But it turns out it's the transmission. You're like, I didn't know the transmission. Oh, I know the transmission's going. <laughs> so this, again, this is a van with 178,000 miles on it. Oh, no, it. it's so so many miles. So, and it's... It's like just barely 10 years old, like... And it's a 2009, so it was made during the 2009 financial, or 2008 financial crisis. Yeah. By people who did not know if they were going to have a job tomorrow. Truly, truly, this thing is... Uh, a piece of garbage. It has been not my best financial decision. It, and It wasn't a bad financial no. decision, actually. No. Because we got Clash for Clunkers, and we traded in a Jeep that literally didn't work. Like, you had to buy a used alternator to put it in the Jeep yeah. to get it to drive to the, guy. the place to trade it in. Yeah, like, I bought the alternator. The guy's like, do you want the one with, like, the 10-year warranty? I'm like, I want the one with the 10-mile warranty. I'm trading this thing for cash for clunkers. I just got to get on the lot. And he's like, oh, I totally understand. Hold on. And he, like, looks around. He's like, I got this rebuilt one for, like, Yeah, I got this piece of garbage. $30. And it's I'm not like, going to work for long. Yeah, I was like, that's all I need, buddy. That's all I need. And so I, I replaced it and took it in. And they were like, you know, they they pull it around front and they're like, 
All it has to do is start, and if it starts right now, we can give you the cash for clunkers cash. And I was like, okay. And the guy looks at me and goes, did you just cross your fingers? I was like, maybe. And he's like, oh, boy. And he turned it, and it started. I was like, all right, good. And so we go in, and I was like, just to let you know, the clunker part of that is entirely accurate. He's like, just to let you know, I don't care. So yeah, I don't care. It doesn't matter. We, we checked our box, so mm-hmm. we'll get our money back. Um, but anyway, but yeah, we got it. I think I, off the lot, grand total, I paid 16000 for a brand new minivan, which is stupid. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a really good deal. But we've... we've but it's not a great minivan. It's not. It's not been great. So, but anyway. So hopefully, hopefully we can get another... Yeah, my goal is another year, year and a half out of it, which is my goal literally every moment of every always, day. Always, always. Like, just maybe just another, year, another year. Maybe just another year. Maybe we can that. just get some extra money and put some stuff aside and get a little bit more ahead and not have things breaking and costing us a lot of money for like a freaking second. <laughs> Welcome to being a grump. It sucks, guys. It really does. But anyway, so last night... Um, Last night we watched the a movie with our kids. Yes, and we drank so much that I, you you drank. I drank so, so much. much, and because um, I, I was the designated parent, you were. Uh, but you, we had a slight just technical kept difficulty. Drinking, I did. Um, and I drank so much that we actually recorded this podcast last night. We did. So we thought. <laughs> um, but turns it turns out, out, yeah, drunk Adam is not the best sound guy. No, I mean so... Silver Adam's a little questionable, but <laughs> um, you know, podcast drunk, edit sober. Um, right, right. But he uh, he maybe missed a button or did something weird. I don't know. Something Are we came recording unplugged. now? Did you double? Check? I did. I did just double check. Um, and uh, we didn't record. We record 38 seconds of our <laughs> podcast, which was basically like, hi, I'm Lisa. Hi, I'm Adam. And then it was click. done. I was like, oh, well, that's not going to work. So right. we're actually doing this again. Right. So this is 24 hours after we saw this movie. We watched, uh, drumroll, Descendants, Descendants 3. For those so, of you wondering where Descendants 2 went in our podcast, because we did Descendants last week. Right. We're doing right. Descendants 3 this week. The answer is we didn't get to watch Descendants 2 because our kids wanted to watch Descendants 3. So instead they explained the plot of Descendants 2 to us. And oh lord, do I wish we were podcasting then. Oh my gosh, it, it was so fantastic. It was bonkers. <laughs> so what I what I got is the bad person of Descendants 2 is Uma. Yeah, Uma is uh, Ursula's. Ursula's kid. Yeah, daughter from The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. She's got... The ability to be a human and or tentacle monster. Right, right. The the bottom half. Yeah. Is tentacles. Yeah. It's like a it's like a mermaid. Like a mersquid. Mersquid. Yeah. There you go. Uh, that's good. Mertipus? No, that sounds like a different thing. A puss maid? No. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Octomaid? Octomaid. Octomaids sound a little more robotic. Though. Yeah. It sounds maybe. like something Japanese, and I mean, I'm not saying a lot of tentacles flowing around Who isn't Japanese, knows? but you know, Who knows? hey. Um, so she is the bad guy of the last one. And I have no idea what the plot was like, other than the kids are going through another year of school. Mm-hmm. They get motorcycles from Ben. Yeah. Who was like the beast's kid. Motorcycles. Magical motorcycles of some sort. And they could go anywhere. And stuff happens. It was, I, I don't know. Do you have anything to add to that? And I think it's all you need to know. It's all you need so, to That's the highlights. So... 
again, I I wish we had our kids here to explain this to you, and maybe we will make them do an ep- episode of of like our kids explain these movies. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we we jump into um, Descendants three, which of course, true to form, starts with a musical number. Right, right, right. About how evil these kids are, and we are for some reason watching the like sing along version. Right. So the so the like words light up at the bottom yeah, of like the follow screen. The bouncing ball kind of thing. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it opens with a musical number about like how it's good to be bad, even though like clearly the plot of Descendants One was not that it's good to be bad. It was that like it's, it's better be, it's better to be, be good. good. <laughs> and I don't I don't know, maybe we took a step backwards in Descendants I don't Two. Know, maybe there was we a little there was more nuance. We will never know. Um but they're in, so the main four, who are still the main four, yeah, are um, Evie, who is the Evie's evil... the evil queen's daughter. Carlos is the kid who likes dogs. Carlos Deville's, Carlos Deville's son. Son, um, Jay, who is Jafar's, Jafar's son. son, and then Mal, who is Maleficent's daughter. Yeah. So. Um, so the four of them go back to the Isle of the Lost or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they get to pick four new kids, and they call them VKs. Villain kids. Villain kids. But they never really explain, like, VKs are villain kids. They just call them, like, VKs, 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 all the time, like it's a thing. Yeah. But um, Maybe it is. Maybe that's a second, maybe again. That's a, maybe that's a Descendants 2 thing. Um, but they come, and it's basically like a lottery. Yeah. Where um, they come and they choose, like, these four kids like to... The- it's like a charter come, school, yeah. school busing thing. Yeah, where, like, these four people get to, like, get pulled out of abject poverty where they don't have, like, fucking fruit or green things. Or candy. <laughs> or candy. <laughs> and you get to come and go, come to our fancy school and, like, make a better life. Yeah, yeah. Like, totally so, fair way to run a civilization. So problematic. Um, yes. Yeah. And so, so they select... So they select uh, Drizzy. Dizzy. Dizzy. I think it's Drizzy. I don't know. I, I think it's... No, it's just Dizzy. Okay. Anyway, she's Drizella's daughter. Drizella is the evil stepsister in Cinderella. Right. But, but uh, the... You don't really see Drizella. You see the evil stepmother, who's her grandmother. She she seems a little overbearing and controlling. Yeah. That's, that I mean, tracks. also, like, who knows where her daughter is. <laughs> but... Things happen. Um, so... She gets selected, and then um, Celia. Celia, who's for Doctor Fresilier's the Cilier. Cilier, because he's, he's French. French. From yes, New Orleans, y'all. Yes, from French. Um, um, it, he, he's from the Princess and the Frog. Right. He's the Shadow Man. I never knew his real name because he was the Shadow Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Shadow Man's uh, daughter, and then Mister Smee's kids, who are twins, who are twins. I don't know what gender they are. It's not really discussed. It doesn't matter. Um, and they're... Yeah. I don't remember their names. Um, they're like... Squeaky and Squirmy. Squeaky and Squirmy. But they're dressed just like Mr. Smee. They have the little yeah. red hats and the little and according to according Little to, striped shirts. According to Wikipedia, they are, in fact, sons. Okay. So... Whatever. There you go. Uh, but it was like one of them got selected and... The other one was really sad. And they're like, there's no way we're splitting up the twins. Like, come on over here. Which I maintain, that's how my sister got into the gifted program when we were in Oh, you think so? Uh-huh. You think you paved the way? Mm-hmm. She totally wrote my coat of tails. Oh, who is a doctor now? Well, she's not. not she's you. not. She's not. 
She's a nurse practitioner. <laughs> she is a nurse practitioner. At a nonprofit clinic in a underprivileged section of Cincinnati, right. and right. I hate Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's winning? <laughs> Obviously me. I get vacation days in healthcare. Um So take that. Take that. Um, but no, so they all get selected to go, and now Jay drives the limo to take them over. Okay, I mean... For reasons. Yeah, I guess he has his learner's permit, and it's like, hey, you want to drive a magical limo? Sure. Like, what What's else we got around happen? here? We have, like, a four-mile bridge with no guardrails. Why don't you load it up with kids and come on over? Also, it's a push button to, like, turn the magic on so the bridge works. Right. So they they push the button to turn the magic on so the bridge works and opens the little portal in the, the barrier. Mm-hmm. And as they're driving out, yes, Hades. Right, Hades. Who looks... What is... Like, very, like, punk rock. He's got, like, a big blue mohawk. Mm-hmm. And, like... Because he had that big... Eyeliner and, like, studs. Like, it's a very... It's a look. It's, it's also, a lot of Also, he's not James Woods, which also, is too he's bad. Not, he's not... I mean, but, you know, he's very problematic. Also, like, not a good singer. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. Probably not a great dancer either. Probably not a great dancer. So this Probably guy, not. so. Also, he would be like the oldest person in this cast by like 40 years. Oh, easy. So Hades like kind of gets his head out and mm-hmm. is trying to break out of the barrier and right. open it up. And he's like shooting zappy things at people at the four. Right. And the kids. And uh, Ma comes out and is like. She transforms, transforms yeah. into a dragon. Which is it's not the first time she's transformed into a dragon. By the way, did you notice that Mal's dragon form looks 100% like uh, the dragon from Shrek? 100% like the dragon from Shrek. Like the eyelashes and everything. Yeah. Where it's like a green oh, eyes. Oh, it's a lady big, dragon. Big eyelashes and it's like purple, pink, shiny scales. Like yeah. it's a, she's a glamour dragon. Yeah, she's a glam dragon. So she, um... So she's trying to fight just, uh... Just Hades' head, really. Really, head and shoulders. <laughs> head and like one, one arm. arm, one arm out of it. Yeah, and he's like zapping her, and she's like zapping him or whatever, and he like sucks out all her life force, and she almost dies or whatever. But she wins then, in the end. Yeah, and then somehow he goes back into the portal. I don't know how. She roars him back in there. I don't know. And they're like, "Wow, that was close." Um, and so they get back over to the other side. Yeah. And um, Ben has a meeting with his parents. And uh, Ben is like, we have to keep this, like, VK program going. Like, all these villains' kids deserve a chance. And uh, his parents are like, Uh, um, even though you've already had the coronation and you're king, like, this is a terrible choice and you can't do this. (laughs) And and to her credit, or... Credit or detriment, Mal is like, no, we, this isn't working. Yeah, like, we, like, need, we need to close the portal forever. Because she just almost got wrecked by Hades, so right. she's... So she's like, eh, maybe, maybe we should close the portal forever. Meanwhile, no, you know, and then, is that before or after the the musical number, Welcome to Arendelle Prep? That's, I don't know when. And somewhere in there. Close. I think it's, it's close. It's close. But we'll back up or go forward to talk about the Welcome to Arendelle. Welcome to the, Arendelle. The limo pulls up out front of the school. And, and all the kids, like the four kids. The four come kids out. come out. And Ben's there. And Aubrey, who was Ben's ex-girlfriend, is there with Charming, Chad Charming. Chad Charming, who's like maybe her new boyfriend, maybe not. I don't know. I don't They're know not real serious. Knows. Yeah. I don't know. He 
<laughs> or he just doesn't notice because he's a uh, by the way, dumb. Chad Chad Charming has totally grown up into like a cut rate Matthew Lillard. Oh yeah. Like he has like Not long, like Matthew not Lillard a, is really expensive. And also like at this not point, in a good way. Yeah, no. Like, not in a good way. No, not really. Um All and, of all of these kids are aging out and like no one is really uh pull <laughs> No one's really pulling off that one kid from Harry Potter where, like, puberty did him a solid. No, no, Neville. Yeah, like, no no one is pulling a Neville where you're like, nice. Like, wow, not, that, not bad. Not bad at all. For you. They're all, like... It's not going mm, well for a lot yeah. of them. Um, worst of all, though, has to be Doug, oh, who is showing really. up in this. Okay, so Doug is, is Dopey's kid, and he's, yeah. like, he has glasses, and he's kind of nerdy, and in the first movie, he has, like... Short hair, and he's glasses, and he's kind of dirty. In this movie, he, for some godforsaken reason, has grown out his hair to, like, mid-shoulder length. Oh, yeah. It is it's quite long. Um, and Where's it, in that tight ponytail? And it is a very uh, Nick Cage vibe, and not in a good way. No, no, um, Doug has developed a lot of forehead in yes. the last couple of years. Truly. Also, he is... In this movie, 27 years old. <laughs> right. Playing a 17-year-old. And, you know, I mean, like, I have some friends who who balded it yeah, kind of early. early. And, like, it, it sucks. I'm I'm here. I, I am fortunate in that I still have the majority of the hair I was born with. Some of it. I mean, it's going to catch up one day. But, like, poor Doug. I'm sorry, buddy. Like, and it's also one of those things, when you casted him at, like, like 16... Or or whatever. Yeah, but at the same time, him. like they could have made a different haircut choice, and he would have looked ten years younger. Oh, totally, hundred percent. Or there's also this really cool technology we have now called wigs, which you know, like talk to Patrick Stewart had for centuries. Talk to Patrick Stewart. He, yeah, he's he's familiar with the process. He's <laughs> until he became Picard, right? Like he, they were he like, you need to glue some hair on. Um, but anyway, so during this like song and dance opening number, Ben, who in the movie is 17 or 18 years old. Max. Because it's like their third year. And like, and he, he, wasn't was 16. Six, he wasn't 16 yet at the he beginning like of the first movie. He was like almost 16. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's right on, he's either 17 or almost 18 at this point. Proposes. Right, to his girlfriend, Mal. Mal. And Aubrey... Who is his ex-girlfriend. She loses her goddamn mind. Yeah, kind of loses her shit. Um, even though it's been like two years, I feel like she should be over it. Maybe not. Also, they're all teenagers, so... Nobody's over anything. Yeah, emotional depth is not what we really look for teenagers. Right, right. Um, um, yeah, and she and so Mel, of course, says yes. Like yeah. She's like, yeah, of course, I'll marry you. I've known you for three years. We come from completely different backgrounds. Right. Like... It's fine. They do have, uh, they do have at least two movies to flashback through now. Right, that is helpful as opposed to when they went on their date and they were just flashing back through the, <laughs> the, last the three minutes, sixty minutes of the movie. Um, anyway, yeah. So uh, beginning of the new year, uh, but Mel or Mal, I can't ever say her name right. Mal, 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 Mal uh, goes. And has this meeting with Beast and Belle, and is like, yeah, That's I guess... That's where she does the... Yeah, I guess we have to close the portal. Like... Just, like, close which, it off. Yeah, which kind of sucks. Now, it's also worth pointing out that 
we know Maleficent is Mal's mom, right. but Maleficent gets turned into like a lizard at the a end of the lizard. first one. Right. So you're like, well, whatever. You don't she have, a, have any... you don't have a grown up to go back to. Yeah, you don't like, have any skin in this game. Yeah, like, like this is no risk for you. Like all your family's dead. Yes, but all well, the... not dead or turned into a lizard, or not yet disclosed. Right. And so, like, spoilers. Spoilers, but um, and so they're like, okay, I guess that's what we have to do, and then as. They're having this meeting. Um, Aubrey uh-huh. has broken into the museum. Right. Okay. Okay. So, I, there's some, at some point she talks to Evie about it, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, I have a meeting. I had a meeting with Beast and Belle to talk about like what we should do or whatever." And she's like, "Gonna tell her that she like made the decision to close the portal." And Evie's like, "I'm so glad you're there standing up for the VKs. Like somebody needs to like." Mm-hmm. Somebody who understands needs to. And she's like, yeah, that's me standing up for them. <laughs> like, totally. Totally not going to come back to bite me in the ass. Mm-hmm. But also, meanwhile, Aubrey's freaking the fuck out. So um, when Maleficent was turned into a lizard, right? her magical staff, which is dangerous, and all of this Oradon place... It's very, like, suspicious of magic, even good magic. And they're like, all the magic seems like maybe it can go bad, so let's just not. And instead of destroying this super uh, dangerous thing, they're like, we'll put it in a museum with very, very few guards. Who would like to fall asleep. <laughs> Who would like to fall with asleep. the barest amount of There's enchantment. Like, no hexes, no alarms. It's fine. It'll be fine. Right. So Aubrey, like, doesn't even do anything. It's just, like, marches in there mm-hmm. and takes it. She yeah. just, like, takes the crown, which, I mean, whatever, it's a crown. There's not a lot of magical powers. So and she, she takes And she takes the scepter. And declares herself evil queen. Right, and she sings a song about it. Like, if I can't, like, I did everything right. I did everything I was supposed to. I followed all the rules. And now, like, this, like, Maleficent's daughter is going to be queen, and I don't get to be anything. Like, that is bullshit. Like, yeah. no. If I, if I have to be queen... Of the underworld, I will. Yeah, if I'm going to be a queen, I'll, if I can't be the good queen, I'll be the evil queen. It's like a real Iago moment of like, the story needs a villain, and here I am. And like, okay, well, it's on the I nose. I mean, sure. And during the song, she like changes into like pants. Right, so she transforms. She transforms. And you can tell she's evil because her hair gets brighter. She had like brown hair with like a. Like a baby blue streak and like a baby pink streak, just like just like Aurora's dress kept changing colors. It's a right. throwback. Um, but when she turned evil, her hair got like bright pink and like bright blue and like purple. And yeah. um, she got eyeliner. Also, she got eyeliner. Eyeliner. That's also how you tell that she turned evil or uh, at least edgy. Eyeliner evil is a proxy adi- for character development. Yeah. Right. Right is uh, eyeliner. Mm-hmm. And then also pants. Yeah. So she went from being in this, like, ball gown, essentially, like which do. seemed very uncomfortable, to, like, um, skin-tight leather leggings. Which also seem uncomfortable. Which also seem uncomfortable. And, uh, mm. and, like, a cape. Yeah, she got a little cape. Like, a cape accent, so it's still, like, walking around, like, swoosh, swoosh. Because that's the fun part. You gotta have swoosh, some movement the in the outfit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she doesn't have pockets, which I think is the other fun part of an outfit. She does or she doesn't? Doesn't. I don't believe I don't it. think she I, does. I don't think so. I mean, that's tight. 
Anyway. I don't know where she put pockets. Maybe they're magical. Um, but anyway, so she gets the staff and she's like, let's do this. So um, the next morning. Yep. It is Jane's birthday. Yep. And Jane is uh, the bibbidi babbidi boo ladies. Yeah, fairy godmothers. Jane, Jane, Jane bibbidi babbidi boo. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's Jane Boo's birthday. And she's having her birthday party like out by the Enchanted Lake. And so she has like... From the first movie where right. they had the date. Right, from the first movie the where they had the date. The weird awkward swimming date. Right, yes, that movie. I wonder if she sent notes that there may be swimming. <laughs> like there might be swimming, guys. Um, so the main four are like, we just have to do one thing and we'll be right at your birthday. Well, they get news that the staff and... And right. crown are stolen, so they assume it's one of the villains. So they're going to be the so, one thing they have to do is run over to the villain island and be like, "All right, which one of y'all stole this shit?" Yes, but Aubrey shows up, and her and Mal have like an altercation. And at first, it's like, "Hey, that's, you have like a cool new look," and she's like, "Thanks." I was like tired of the old me. And, oh yeah, that's uh, right. And then. Uh, Aubrey turns Mel into, like, the old hag. Right, and then they know it's actually Aubrey that's gone rogue. So then why do they have to go... Because they have to unhagify Mel, and also they want to... Mel's magic's a little broken, so they need to get... Oh, they need to shore up Mel's magic magic. if she's going to fight Aubrey. And so they need to get the ember from Hades, which is his nugget of power. So Mel's this old lady, and she's... Like, riding her motorcycle, popping wheelies over the magical bridge or like whatever. And then she gets to uh, the to Isle of the Lost, and she turns back into a regular person. And she's like, hey, I'm not old anymore. And they're like, yeah, evil magic doesn't work here, duh. That's the whole point. And uh, she's like, like oh, sweet. Cool. So Plot convenient. Plot convenient. So the girls go off uh, to find her and Celia. And Celia. Right. Did Evie not ride with them? No. Did he, Evie stay behind? Evie was there with them. I don't know. But her and the boys are... Ch- so they parked their motorcycles outside Dr. Facilier's like, um, arcade. Arcade, yes. And go in to get a key to Hades's cell, like you do. Right, layer. Layer. Because he obviously, you know, like your next door neighbor has that extra house key. Mm-hmm. You know, Facilier has Hades extra key in case he gets drunk and locks himself out again. Right, right. It happens. It, I imagine. Um, and so they go get the key from Facilier's place. And while the motorcycles are parked out front, apparently they haven't discovered locks yet. Right, right. Also, like, they know where they're going. It's not like mm-hmm. they're these, like, dumb suburban kids, like, wandering into the Isle of the Lost. Like, these are all people who are from Isle of the Lost. They should know, like, oh, yeah, these motorcycles are going to get stolen. Like, yeah, like, instantaneously. They're real nice motorcycles. They're also fucking magical, and they'll go wherever they want in the world. So they come out, and as they're coming out, it's um, Dr. Hook's son, Harry. Right. Who will be important later. Uh, Gaston son, Gil. Gil. Uh, and then a couple of... Lost boys to never be heard from again mm-hmm. um, are stealing their bikes, and so there's a chase so, going on. Yeah, Jay and Carlos go after them, and, and maybe Evie, Evie too. Yeah, I'm not really sure where Evie is in this story. But, we're just in, inserting her into all the pieces. Uh, well, but I know that Celia and Mal are the only one that end up going down into Hades's lair to try to get the Ember, mm-hmm. and this is when Celia is trying to distract Hades and Mal. 
tries to steal the ember and mm-hmm. like Hades grabs her by the wrist and mm-hmm. is like, Hi Mal and Mal's like Hi, Hi. Dad And they're like What and they're like, Oh turns that out explains the blue hair. Yeah, it turns out villains just reproduce like regular people, just with other villains or mm-hmm. whoever's around. Yeah. So apparently, yeah, the reason Mal is so magical is because she is the, the she's product. half Hades, half, half god. She's a demigod, demi whatever the heck Maleficent is. Right. I'm gonna go with sorceress. I was gonna say lich, but cool. <laughs> um. Yeah. Right. And one quarter cheekbones. Yeah. The cartoon Hades had some great cheekbones. Right. This, this guy does this not Hades have. Hades doesn't have, have as great of cheekbones. No, that's his one downfall. Uh, but he can sing and dance, and we get in a sing and dance number. Right, so they have this whole song, uh, Mel and Hades, have this whole song about how, like, they don't need each other. Like, they're all, they're all better off without you. And there's the actual words, you are stronger with these daddy issues. Someone wrote that for a children's program. And someone sang it. Yes. Also for a children's program. And it just, it's going out like that. Yeah. I, yeah, mean, I wrote it as a joke. I assume someone would make, me, would make me stop. But they all say that now. So, <laughs> uh, but eventually Mal talks Hades into letting her borrow the ember. Right. The stipulations are twofold. Uh, One, she's only half Hades. Right, you're, you're only half Hades, so it's not going to work the same way it works for me. But, like, it might do some shit. Whatever. Yeah. And the other and one And I is, guess I'm not really using it, whatever. Uh, but you can't get it wet. If you get it wet, like... It goes out. It goes out. So, she's got the ember, and so she starts headed back towards where they're going to meet up at the entrance, mm-hmm. uh, by where the portal is, and so do... Um, they get their bikes back somehow. Uh, do they? I don't know. I don't do they, they just do. walk across the barrier? Yeah. They just walk? Yeah. Lame. I know. So they uh, so they meet up where the barrier is, and they're like, yeah, we can get the bites back. Apparently those idiots crashed them, and they're busted now. So we're just mm-hmm. going to leave, because that seems the responsible thing to do with magical motorcycles. Like, don't try to clean up after yourself. Right, right. right. It's fine. People just piece them together, and God knows what they'll make. Coming soon, Descendants 4. In this place with no magic, like, all of a sudden you have all these pieces of, like, this magical motorcycle that could go wherever you want in the world. Like, I'm sure they're going to figure out how to do something with that. So, um, they open the portal and they're walking out, the the five of them. And as they're walking out... The five of them. Oh, yeah. Celia is there, too. So, no, but there's Celia. Dizzy didn't come. Oh, Dizzy didn't come. She stayed with the twins. So, there's Celia and then the four of them. So, the five of them. Okay. And so as they're walking out, the um, the two kids, J- er, Gil from Gil. Gaston and um, Harry Hook, mm-hmm. jump through. Jump through the portal. They like just swoosh up behind them with and the bikes. No. Oh. They just jump through and they just do run and jump through the portal. Festive somersaults on the other side and pop up and they're there. And they're like, yay, we're here. And one of them knocks the ember out of Mal's hand. Mm-hmm. And it goes flying into, over the edge to of the, the bridge. Ocean. Where it is snatched by a tentacle. And like, dun, dun, dun. Uma's here. So Uma was on the other side of the portal the whole time. Yeah, she's been out. Just like waiting. Yeah. 
And she's been watching and waiting and trying to plot her move and try to figure out what she's going to do next. And this this ember is a good a, good a chance as any. Right. So she Let's legifies herself and comes up on the on the bridge and is like, "I'm holding on to this," and puts it in her little in her shell shell necklace. And um, with the voice of the little mermaid. Yeah. And so then they decide to like they're all going to go walking. While this all happened, this is when Aubrey shows up at the party. Okay, yes. So while this is all happening, they're like, we're on our way, we promise. Um, Aubrey shows up Aubrey at the party. Aubrey shows up at the party. And it's like, you didn't invite me. Like, and she's like... What is about that wand that makes, or that stab that makes people really pissy about not getting invited right, to shit? Right. Um, and I'm sure that, like, a little Betty Boop would have invited her. Mm. Like, it seemed like the thing she would do. But she was like... Oh, well, I wasn't invited, so I'm angry, and I'm going to put you all to sleep. And she, like, she's going to put a, a spell on everybody, but uh, Chad, Charming, yeah, is totally like, hey, I'll be your bitch. And she's like, whatever, you can carry shit for me and, like, stand behind me, but I don't really need you. And uh, he's like, but I'm so cute, and I can carry things and stand behind you. She, she's like, whatever. Whatever. Go for it. So she places a very pink spell on everybody. Right, it's, a, it's like pink pink clouds. It's the same spell, basically, that Maleficent's mom, or Maleficent mm-hmm. used to knock out everybody. Right. But loophole. Loophole. So uh, Jane's lake. party is right by the Enchanted Lake, and right. the Enchanted Lake washes away all a magical shenanigans. Right. Plot convenient. S- plot convenient. Um, so Jane... Is like seeing what's going on, and she like slowly like sneaks back and jumps in the lake and is under the water for like the last of the spell. Yeah. So like, Aubrey has been a villain for a nanosecond, right? And is already like fully in the problematic villain psychology of like I don't need to stay and make sure I do a good job. No. I can half ass everything and it'll be fine. Yeah. Where it's like I can trust terrible minions. I don't have to stand there and make sure that like I actually put everybody to sleep. Right. <laughs> like So yeah, so she's doing that and then she's for some reason she's headed back to like the castle to try to hook up with Ben or kidnap Ben or something. I don't, I don't yeah, know what her plan maybe. is on that. I don't know what her plan is. Uh, the but... fairy godmother tries to stop her. She turns her to fucking stone. Yes. That's a thing that happens. Uh, and then the the now like seven strong people come back. Right. Also, for some reason, Ben was running late and uh, was not at this party. So Ben calls yeah. uh, Jane yeah. It was like, hey, I'm sorry I'm running late. I'm on my way over. And she's like, don't come. Everybody's asleep. I was in the enchanted water. Like, Aubrey's crazy. It's all fucked up. And uh, he's like, what? <laughs> yep. And he's like, okay. And then, but then I think Aubrey finds him. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to be with me. And tries to figure that out. And then, like, it kind of leaves on kind of a cliffhanger moment. Mm-hmm. And you go back and you're following the other kids coming across and they're trying to do stuff and trying to get into the castle and I mean, it gets really weird like there's they keep meeting each other and redividing they they, they end up at sleeping beauty's cottage yes where... okay so um yeah for, first she enchants all the aubrey aubrey enchants all the the suits of armor yeah. And they have a dance off. 
yep. between like Uma and Mal and all of like the VKs, both good and bad, and these like suits of armor. They have a good, they have a dance battle, mm-hmm. and the VKs win, and Aubrey's mad about it. She's watching through like crystal ball, and um, Uma after that is like, "Hey, this Aubrey girl, what do you know about her?" And Mal's like, mm, only that I ruined her life. <laughs> and, yeah. And they still are dire at one point. Right. And so that's U- that's what Uma's like, oh my gosh, she really hates you. Yeah, so that's what Uma's like, well, let's go to her dorm. Like maybe like even if she's not here anymore, like maybe there's a clue or something. Right. So then like Uma's sitting on her bed, like reading her diary and was like, She fucking hates you. <laughs> like, oh, I see why, by the way. Right. Like, I mean it tracks. It but, tracks. Yeah. Um, you ruined her life. And then, like, then they head back to Aurora's old cottage. Right. And that's where we find out that, like, Dizzy and the twins, Smee's twins are there and they're asleep. Cause they got at the cottage? Yeah, they're asleep at the cottage. And so is Doug. Okay. And they have to figure out how to wake Doug up. Doug, wait, but also... Uh... That Prince Charming guy is there and he's all, like... Yeah. Like, shell-shocked. He's not asleep, but he's all, like... He's like, Weirded oh my gosh, out. I've seen things, man. I've seen things. Right, And right. he totally sounds like Shaggy from... Yeah, he's been on a real journey. Yeah, again, the Matthew Lillard Shaggy kind of thing going yes, on. Yes, yes. And I, which is not the high water point for Matthew Lillard, but... I would say Lillard. You say Lillard? I don't I say know. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard slash Matthew Lillard, if you were listening. Sorry, we don't know how to pronounce your name. You're welcome to come on here and correct I, us. Yes, and please we'll, do. And we'll talk about any one of the Scooby-Doo movies you want to watch. Right, right. Uh, I only want to watch the one. <laughs> with Mr. Bean? Ooh, maybe. Forgot about the one with Mr. Bean. I was only going to watch the one with um, the Andre 3000 song, like, uh, the Island of a Thousand Drums or whatever. So weird. Okay. There is always something going on, 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 on. We'll have to get back to that movie. It's great. Anyway, so... It's not um, great. It's not great. It's terrible. But there's a whole thing. uh, So they find him, but they find Doug asleep. And they're like, we need to wake Doug up for reasons. Because he apparently has plot important things to do. I don't don't know if there's any plot important things to do. It's like, what... Like, she's like, oh, man. Like, he... he Evie. Evie's like, he must have a sleeping spell. And he's like, yeah, like, have you not been paying attention? Like, this is what Aubrey's been doing, like, to everybody all the time. So this or Stone. And uh, I don't know if she turned anybody to Stone yet. Maybe just the I don't think they found... Mother. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, she's emotionally invested. Because uh, I guess Evie and Doug, like, have a thing. Mm-hmm. And Uma's like, oh, well, if you're emotionally invested, it should be easy. You should just kiss him. True love's first kiss works. Or, True love's kiss works every time. Like... Yep. And he'll be up in no time. And she's like, well, we haven't really defined our relationship. Like, I don't really know if, like, he mm-hmm. loves me. Like, mm, this would be a real awkward way to find out or not find out. <laughs> like, yeah. And they, you know, she's like, can you give me some privacy? And they're like, fine, whatever. But they totally and, watch from the door. But they totally watch from the door. And she just sings a whole song about, like, how... She doesn't know if it's love, and she doesn't know if she wants to find out, because right now, like, right now she's happy, like, pretending that everything's okay, even if it's not okay. Yeah. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. A whole thing. But, but she kisses him. She kisses him, and he wakes up, and it's like, whatever. 
So, yeah, I guess that's how you define that relationship. Fine, whatever. And um, I could see Doug being like, oh, man, I got to tell her now. Um, thanks. Um, but, and so then, like, Aubrey tries to lock them in there by, like, boarding up the windows of the fairy cottage. Yes. And they have to work together with their mat. Uma and mm-hmm. Mal have to work together with their magic to try to bust the walls down, and they get out real easy. It's right, because together is easy. And everybody meets up. Oh, meanwhile, the boys have been running around in the woods. Right. And come across Ben, who is now half, was, he was beast. Yes, yes. And I, I was like, when did we get werewolves in this movie? It was like fully Teen Wolf. Yeah. Like he was wearing his like letter jacket and uh-huh. uh, his like dress pants, maybe? Oh, yeah. He like, had like blue, like blue pants. He was wearing like a princey uniform. Yep. And, uh. But had like a werewolf head and furry yeah. arms. I don't remember which one of them is. Someone's like, I think that's Ben. I'm like, I recognize those pants. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, they, and then Carlos realizes he's not really angry or mad. He's just hurt. He's, he's got a thorn hurt. in his paw. He's got a thorn in his paw. He's like, an, like a wild animal. And they're like, Carlos, you're good with animals. And he's like, I mean, I'm not really. <laughs> and Gil, who is Gaston's son, is like, oh, yeah, my dad said that his dad uh, did not deal with pain really well. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, yeah. maybe he's just in pain. Also, by the way, your dad stabbed his dad in the back and got launched off the side of a castle. But also... Yeah, so... There were, you know... There are extenuating circumstances, to be sure. There's good people on both sides. Were there? (laughs) I mean, they were 50 Frenchmen strong, and 50 Frenchmen can't be wrong. I mean, sure they can. But anyway, um... Where was I? Oh, Oh. so so Carlos spoils this thorn out of his, um, paw. His paw. He and calms down a little calms bit. Calms down a little bit when who should show up but Jane. Jane, who is armed with like a super soaker of magical water from from the lake. The lake, and she squirts it on him, and he turns back into regular, um, regular Ben. Except mostly he, regular. Except ben. he has a beard and fangs. Yeah, like you okay. Do. I have questions. No. So if Jane had a super soaker full of magical lake water, why didn't she wake up everybody from her party? Right. She was just like, no, I'm going to let all these people sleep. Seemed to be a reasonable thing. I'm just going to hike around the woods with this super soaker of lake water and just wait till I find... (laughs) Also, if she was the only person at that party with a super soaker, that's kind of a dick move. So phase one, wake up your friends. Phase two... Distribute super soakers. Right. Phase three, kick Aubrey's ass. Right. With super soakers of enchanted lake water. Yeah, it tracks. Right. But no, she doesn't do that. She just like walks around the woods by herself. Right. Like yeah. With the with the squirt gun. Anyway, so they get Ben kind of back, and he's he's not all the way back, but he's like almost yeah. All the way and back. so they they go to the cottage. Ballad, you be it like. Ooh, excuse me! Wow. And the boys. Yeah. They all Mal meet. and Evie and Mal and Evie and all all of them meet at the cottage. Uh, meanwhile, Carlos uh, and Jane are dating, yeah. and uh, he's like, "I didn't forget your birthday. I just like got busy like fighting all this evil. But uh, here, here's your present." And he's like, "I made it with my 3D printer." And she takes it out, and it's a gold necklace, and it says Jarlos. 
Yeah. Because that's what makes him official is like a rhymy name. Portmanteau, <laughs> double name. Right. He's like I could have He's like I could have gone with Kane, but I went I went with Jarlos. Oh, you like Kane. You better. you like Kane better. I can, I can make another one. She, she's like, "No, I love it." Like it's everything I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. And so it was kind of a cute moment. They're kind of cute. They're, yeah, sure. They're fine. Um, but then, like, so everybody's together, and they're like, all right, well, we got to go What's get our Aubrey. plan? And, um... And the plan is for Jane, and maybe, like, Carlos... To wait. And, and, uh, Celia, maybe? Maybe. Oh, they, well, also, Celia finds out... Oh, as they're so, discussing the plan, Celia finds out that Mal totally sold her out, and they're not going to get to go back to the... Right. Island. Right. And like confronts her about it. Yeah. And, and is rightfully indignant. Right. And she takes the amber and she throws it into like a fountain, a plot convenient fountain. Yes. <laughs> it's like right there, bird bath, something. Yeah. And, psh, and it's, it's out. So now it's out. And so they're like, well, what are we going to do? And the plan is that like Uma and no, Mal. So everybody abandons her. Every, yeah. So everybody abandons her. And then Aubrey comes. It turns everybody to stone. Oh, yeah. Except for Mel. Mel, yeah. Leaves Mel there. Maybe Mel still has some residual magic that, like... I mean, she doesn't come. She, like... She's, like, casting spells from wherever she is right now. Right. Um, so everybody gets turned to stone. Everybody who's around her. Um, and then, like, Mel sings this song about whatever... Whatever she sings a song about. Mm-hmm. About how she shouldn't have led her friends on and she should have told the truth. And at the same time, like... She doesn't know who she should protect. Like, right. should she protect the villains uh, who, you know, were just maybe born of people who made terrible decisions? But, like, right now, the biggest villain is, like, someone from Eridorn. So, like, yeah, who the, the fuck knows? <laughs> so, so Mal has got to go fight Aubrey. It's going to be a mono a mono thing. Right. She turns into a dragon form. She's got this burned out ember and she's trying to get it to reignite. She's like blowing she on had, breath, she, high breath. And maybe all. Uma leaves before yeah, everyone gets she turned does, into... Because Uma shows up and they're in the final battle. Right. Okay. So Uma and her pirates, mm. which are Gil and Harry, right. split off uh, before everybody gets turned to stone. Right. So she catches up with them mm-hmm. and uh, Uma's like... Oh, did your uh, friends leave you? They should have, because you're an asshat. And she's like, words. she's like, and I am an asshat. Like, I agree. Yeah. But I need you right now. Like, This is bigger than asshattery. Yeah, this is bigger than asshattery. You and me need to fight Aubrey, and then, like, I'll figure something out. So, like, their powers combined. They are Captain Planet. Right. They get to reignite the ember. Yeah, so, like, Hades was very clear. Like, you get this wet and the amber is dead forever. And it was, like, apparently not dead forever. It just takes, like, a jump start from, like, two damn magical creatures. Yeah. So they start the ember and then Mal is able to use the ember against Aubrey's magic. And there's a whole, like, you know, force duel thing going on. Mm-hmm. And Aubrey gets kind of, like, smashed and knocked out. Right. And, like, half dead. We gotta go back a little bit. Uh-huh. The part where the boys are just like wandering around the forest. Yeah. Gil is eating bushes, like the berries off of like every bush he walks by. Right. I was like, that man is gonna die. Uh, and then Jay and him strike up this like very instant friendship. Yeah. Where. A little bromance going yeah, on. Yeah, like 
so so fast um where Gail's like you know what I always wanted to do like go whitewater rafting down like a whatever tropical rainforest river and Jay's like that sounds awesome I want to like discover lost civilizations and like yeah let's do it like I'll take a gap year <laughs> like, like, immediately are like plotting the rest of their lives go, together let's as go bros. yeah let's go be like bro, and honestly bro friends I would be here for that movie the two of them like doing hygiene. they are the most watchable parts of this movie they are I think Carlos as well Carlos I Car- enjoy his lock Carlos is great so he uh, still likes dogs. He still loves dogs. That's his defining. <laughs> oh, by the way, the dog can talk now. Yeah, I guess that we well, just totally glanced over that. I guess part. that happened in Descendants too. The dog can talk now. That's a thing. Anyway, um, so back to the main battle. Aubrey gets knocked out and is dying because the magic has left her and all this. And Mal is trying to save her with the ember. Right. But they're like, she's like, listen, I'm not enough to use this ember to save her life. Right. You need to go bigger. Yeah, like Hades is the only person who could do that. So they have to go to the island, and I, I, I'm going to use extraordinary rendition here because, like, he shows up in shackles and, mm-hmm. um, under yeah. heavy guard, and he's like, "I see, I see how it goes." Like when we try to take over the world, we're banished to an island for fucking ever. But when one of your people try to take over the world, like I have to save their ass. Like I see. He's not I, wrong. I see how this goes. I see where the privilege is. Right, right. And Check your privilege. Yes. And uh, and so, but he does it. He saves Aubrey's life and brings her back. As a favor to Mel. As a favor so, to Mel. So even though Mel clearly was like, they did not have a good relationship during the whole song and dance about how they don't need each other. Right. Because um, he was like, yeah, I mean... I left your mom because she's real hard to be around. And uh, she's like, one, you're no picnic. And two, like, yeah, she's a psychotic evil person, but, like, at least she stuck around. You know, like, (laughs) at least she was my psychotic evil person. Yeah. You know, like, you weren't even that. And, uh, and, but, like, they've really uh, grown in the last... 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, because at no point, like, did you get, like, the softening of... Like, their relationship. And as as Hades is leaving, he slips Mal the... Also, he's able to voice over. Like, he's the one who's like, you can't do it because you're not... Like, you're only half Hades, so it won't work for you like it works for me. Like, it's like a voiceover. Yeah. Or maybe she was remembering I think she him was remembering. saying that. But on his way out, after he's saved Aubrey, he, like, slips the... Um, Ember to Mal. Like, she takes it from him. She takes it. She's like, thank you. Well, that's... Uh, I mean, he doesn't protest. Right. So that's now currency. But I think, I think It's going to go in the museum. Well, like, she had it, and right. he was going to use it, and then he was just going to take it back. And she was like, Choop. Nope. So, so they have a moment, and they realize that this barrier thing is stupid. Uh-huh. And so the way they're going to handle the vks and the vk exchange program from here on out is they're just going to attach they're just going to break down the barrier there's just no barrier they're just going to attach the two islands to the island with the bridge it's going to be fine and everybody's going to get along and you know they're going to because they have the big song and dance number at the end they do have a big song and dance number at the end and that's kind of it and see yeah it's really weird yeah so they never really address like what happened to aubrey 
Oh, Aubrey wakes up and she feels really bad. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but like... My bad. I feel like there should be some sort of... No comeuppance. No comeuppance at all. all. uh, There's a little bit where Aubrey's uh, grandma... Yeah. uh, ...is like, hey, sorry, I shouldn't have been so hard on you. Yeah, maybe. Um, On on, uh, Maleficent's daughter. So... There's, like, a tiny little bit about that. But, like, I don't understand. Like, there's, there's, yeah, sure, there's some people who, uh, you banished an eternal purgatory who maybe didn't deserve it. But there are some other people who are real dangerous. And then instead of destroying all their artifacts of, uh... Of Eviledom? Of Eviledom, you're gonna put them in a central location. Moderately guarded. <laughs> yes, and nom- nominally guarded. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is asking for it. Yeah. And you're just going to, like, hope that they have enough goodwill with their kids. Yeah, like... And you're going to hope that the kids are like, yeah, you guys are my, like... Don't fuck this up for my future. Right. But, like, I feel like there has to be a lot of resentment there. You know, like, what's the difference between your liberators and your conquerors? Like... Yeah, who writes the fun. books? <laughs> like that's that's the answer. And so I, I mm. could see some of the kids who grew up in the island being like, "You're the you're the reason we're in this problem in the first place." Like, don't say you solved a problem that you made, right? Like maybe you unmade a problem that you made, but like too little, too late, fuckers. Indeed. Right, but like none of that happens in the movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not getting into any of that nuance. Right. So, right. Anyway. Yeah. So they have a dance off. And so clearly, everything will be fine. Sure. All the VKs will just live their life. I will have to say, uh, Mal's hair got boringer and boringer throughout this movie. It became, like, flatter. Yeah. And that's how you can tell. She's, like, becoming... She's uh, assimilating to the... There was also a hot second where Belle was in a yellow jumpsuit. And uh, I was here for it. I was yes. like, I wish Belle was on the screen more with her yellow jumpsuit, because that yes. yellow jumpsuit was great. That was fantastic. But, uh, so what did we learn from this movie? Uh, I don't I don't know what we were supposed to learn. I think you're supposed to learn that, like, good people can be bad, too, and bad people can be good. Yeah, we're both, ca- we're, everyone's capable of good and bad. Sure. So I think that's the most generous reading of that movie. Yes. I mean, also, I think, like, that's word for word in the final song. Yeah. <laughs> Of like duality of man. <laughs> of course, it doesn't um, rhyme with very much though. <laughs> most philosophical concepts don't. Right, right. Um, leathers, how you know they're dangerous? Eyeliner, Eyeliner and uh, and more extreme hair dye. Also, I learned something that makes me sad though. The guy that plays Carlos. Yeah. He passed away in, in, right after this movie. Yeah, in this googling film. this, he. Uh, he did. He uh, he was epileptic and had an epileptic seizure from which he never recovered. Yep. And that I think that is like the saddest thing it ever because he's one really of my favorite sad. characters. It is really sad. For those of you trying to figure it out, think like uh, his energy is kind of an Ethan Emery a la um, Empire Records. Yes. Like he That's brings like that vibe. kind of energy and vibe to the whole thing. But also he was an amazing dancer. He was. He was fantastic. Um, and so... It's that's sad. Yeah, it did make us sad. Yeah. Also, we were real drunk, yeah. so we're like, oh, probably. I feel a little, my things a little more, a little more emotional than normal. So but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have too much else really that I learned from this film. <sighs> you can mend years of estranged relationships really, really quickly if uh, you 
like both have to work together to save some girl you don't like and have never met. Also, Dizzy is played by the girl that plays Olympia from our Yes, we did not even talk squad, about this. Which is fantastic. Like, good for her. Chase that paper. Yeah. Also, she has glasses in this, and she also had glasses in Odd Squad, which makes me wonder if she has glasses in real life. I don't know. I'm like... Or maybe she just has a face for glasses. Legit, I'm not doing those Google searches. Right. Like, no. That just seems like I'll be on a list. Yeah, maybe, maybe she just has a face for glasses. But yeah, she's great. I like her and everything she's in. I have a face for ski masks. Um... Don't we all? Yeah, a face for podcasting. Um, yes, so face that. for podcasting. But yeah, we. Uh, so that's all I think I got for this. Hopefully, we do the next episode on like Sunday, and we're able to like talk to you guys about like how none of our cars <laughs> are in the shop. And it'll be fine, you guys. Uh, none of it's a big deal. It'll be fine. All this money magically reappeared back in my bank account. I mean, that won't happen. No, but I don't have a scepter. Uh, but yeah, truly, like, I I don't remember. It's been less than 24 hours, and already this movie is just, is like, like... Flying away. Right, dissolving on my eyeballs. Like, it, it who even it, knows what happened? It is not a great movie, folks. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I'm just going to say, uh, please parent responsibly. Yep, good night.